Welcome to She Grows, the place for women to walk out our faith together. I'm Jen Matthews, and I get together with my partner in crime, Danielle Doss, every week to talk out a new conversation that helps us deal with the nitty gritty of our faith in real life. So whether you're working out, driving, or digging into that pile of laundry, welcome to She Grows. I am so excited about today's podcast. Oh, I'm too. I'm sitting at the table with two of the most creative, thought process people making it happen, <laughs> dream makers. So fun to talk about like all things. Insert just... humble but over the top bow here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about myself and Jen. No, I'm <laughs> No, we're honored to have our very good friend, Becca White, on the podcast with us today. I always just, I can't say enough great things about Becca White. I say she's a 10. She has some flaws with her food situations, (laughs) but she's a 10. Yes, yes. Welcome, Becca. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yes. Yes. Tell everybody a little bit about what you do both professionally and here with us. So um, professionally, I am a graphic artist by trade. Mm -hmm. I have a BFA in art, uh, concentrating graphic design. So I am daily creating something. Mm -hmm. And then here at Cultivate, I am on production team. I'm the artistic director that I am typically helping create the atmosphere for every experience on a Sunday. But then when it comes to she, I am one of the creative leads. Mm-hmm. along with uh, the wonderful Karis Watts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we help Jen and Danielle create the atmospheres for the She Gatherings. Kill yes. it. Kill I it. love the things that come out of the three of our brains when combined. <laughs> it's like you never know. We Everywhere we go, we should just keep like a pen and paper. I mean, I know we I have know. some cell phones and there's like actual apps for that. I know. But I'm also there's a physical always, writing person. Thank you. But it's so fun because it's like, oh, don't forget that. Don't forget that. Yes. Let's do that. Yeah. Yep. We had an impromptu creative meeting the other day and we were right. all like just froze and was like, oh, God, let's go make a lot of notes. <laughs> we're going to forget this before we get home. It was so good. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's just really, you know, just to sit here and um, get to have this conversation with you. And um, I'm excited to dig in. We have we were thinking about the creative process mm-hmm. um, because it is pumpkin season. It's pumpkin season. Yay. Yeah, and we've called it unapologetically pumpkin because as of this weekend, it will be officially fall. Oh, is that? Oh, my. Yes. Oh, nice. Yep, yep, yep. Saturday. I like to call it faux fall. Because we because we're in Alabama, we're in the fall. south, yeah. <laughs> and it can still yeah. be ninety three on the day of Halloween. East yeah, hot, that's <laughs> yeah. But yes. let's talk things pumpkin real quick. Yes. Okay. I feel like I already know the answer to this. Oh, but I already know it. Becca White, do you or do you not like pumpkin flavored things? That's a big fat no. I knew it. <laughs> I almost brought like pumpkin flavored everything, but I was like, it'll go to waste. Becca White will not even enjoy this. Well, what's your go-to fall flavor then? Mm, Good question. Are you like, I really don't have the same thing. Do you like fall? I like fall as a season and I really like designing things that are fall themed because that can be like rich, warm Mm -hmm. colors that make you feel cozy, but then that could also be... You're kind of like edgy and spooky a little bit, Halloween oh, stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I like fall as a season, but I don't really like fall flavored things because I don't like cinnamon. I don't like <gasps> wow. apple cider. What? Uh, 
So yeah. Gasp. See, I told you she's a ten, but then she she says the food knocks me down about a seven. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, well let me ask you this that has nothing to do with the last question. Because I just thought of you when I thought of every October we've ever done for she. What's been your favorite (gasps) and you're not limited to October, but what's been your favorite she theme so far for our gatherings? My favorite concept that Mm -hmm. we planned was she's a masterpiece. Mm. That happened to be one of ours where it hit and all of our lives were just like a wreck. So we didn't get to do everything we had planned. But I think that was my favorite just because that's one of my soapboxes that I personally champion. Yeah. Is that we are all created individually by God, that we each have a purpose beyond the day to day. Mm-hmm. And we kind of themed that one after an art gallery. We had all these yeah. big plans to go to the museum and take pictures. And having an art degree, I know that museum like the back of my hand. And I was so <laughs> ready. But they were like, well, life happens. And mm-hmm. we did what we could with it. And it was still amazing. And it was yeah. still beautiful. Yeah. And the gathering was even fun. That was one of my favorite snacks because we did the, the watercolor cookies. Where everyone got to paint their own cookie. That was very fun. Y'all, if you're not coming to our she gatherings, I cannot tell you the mess that you are missing out on. Yup. Yep. And I will just cookie. tell you, whatever you see at the She Gathering, know that what's in our heads is like a quadruple budget of that. <laughs> it's true. If resources Unfortunately. were... Unfortunately. Yes, if resources were no Unlimited. problem, oh, you would... Yeah. Maybe would this have is where inflatables we inflatables in the parking lot every time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Consider this an open an open forum for sponsors now to jump I know. in. Now I know. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That was a great one. Um, it is always such a pleasure creating things with you. Thanks. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. And knowing this this conversation is really going to get to the heart of why mm-hmm. it's fun and why it's a big deal. Um, we wanted to do this podcast now because there's something about going into the fall season that even if people wouldn't claim to be a creative, everybody kind of throws their little creative juices it's those burr months i saw someone say that that ends ends with burr yeah that's it it's september and you're like oh it's starting to feel like fall then you get october and it's oh it's halloween yeah and then november's like oh it's thanksgiving and then christmas christmas i saw something it was like oh november it's christmas and then you have one day thanksgiving and then it's back to christmas (laughs) just fill it with disco balls and lights that's the she method right there exactly you can't think of nothing else disco balls when in doubt it's true it's true sparkle it up i love it um i love decorating and creating atmospheres because it just helps to express to people the a feeling or an emotion or a memory there's um like i love it regardless of the time or reason but yeah this season just brings it out in the least likely of us but today you know we're talking from the aspect of people who love to create all the time but what we're wanting today is to call out that gift of creativity that's naturally yes. in everybody. Yep. Yes. It can be so overlooked. I hear it all the time. And I know it's because we're professional creatives, but I'm sure you right. hear this. Oh, if I was a creative or we're the creatives. Oh, you're a creative. Look at your office. Look at your pants. Look at, like, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I wish I could think like that. And I'm like, it's uh, purely just a mindset change for yeah. some, in some aspects. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. I know, I, you know, I, obviously there's an element of it to a, being a calling or like mm-hmm. you're it's geared a to it point. being yeah, a, a career, right. a lifestyle or whatever. But those elements just exist in everybody. Right. And I think pure and simple, it's because we were made by the ultimate creator and yep. he said himself we're made in his image and 
before we know that God is good or merciful or trustworthy or anything else about him, we know that he's creative. Like that's the first thing yep. in the Bible period. And um, it's literally the very first thing that we I was learn about, about to say God. that it's yeah. literally the first thing in the Bible. The yeah. very in the beginning, God, God created. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine just thinking of this voice? Like, think about how, like, if he was going to make it, I just, I just doubt he was like, eh, bleep, eh, bleep, eh, add mm-hmm. this. Like, I just picture this dark void and being, let's get some light in there, and then it being this like, like this super cool laser show, or yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it had to have been awesome. Watching this just all come out of nowhere. And you know what is so cool? Like, we obviously, we were not present for that process. Mm-hmm. But we get to see that transform every single night <gasps> at sunset mm-hmm. or yeah. at sunrise in the morning time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never the same. Yeah, right. And I can't, so I can only imagine yeah. what it would have been like from the beginning. I love when, um, and I'm not going to lie, I subliminally uh, train my child this way but when he prays and he's like god i know you didn't have to give us that sunset tonight it was so pretty mm-hmm. thank you that the moon was so full and bright i know mm-hmm. you didn't have to do that but it's like i want him to understand like he doesn't have to like it's right. just a beautiful thing and it's yeah. a good habit just to get into of thinking because yes. often prayers are just selfish of fix this do this do this that's right and it we all we all need to take a moment and sit back and go thank you mm-hmm. yeah, thank amazing. you for letting me breathe air today yeah, that kind of stuff. It's yeah. simple as it can be. It's simple, and gosh, you can see them in everything if mm-hmm. you will just take the time. And this is the kind of things creatives, and I'm going to use the label on my own self and on you to right. like people who do this regularly are trained in their own self to find those details mm-hmm. because we're looking for all those things. So maybe it's easier for us, but it's a good practice to just go. Don't take anything for granted, but to go, you know what? God did smile on you just now. God did yeah. do that just now, and. Um, I love this verse in Romans. It just talks about through his creation, how it helps us to see more of who he is. It's Romans one twenty. It says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Mm. So it's through his creation that we're able to see more of who he is. Right. Yeah. In seeing all this, in knowing all this about our creator and that we're created in his own image, one way we love to translate both the gifts that he's given us and the passions and that and to help point people towards him is through our she gatherings. Yeah. And that you have a huge hand in that. Mm-hmm. Tell me what motivates you, what's your vision behind anything you go into. Like when we all talk about this together, some of the feelings or yeah. some of the thoughts that you're going You've into taken it. some projects for, for the gatherings on and it's your project. So yeah. the thought process. Yeah. So that. this past she, our August birthday, mm-hmm. I was kind of the point person on it because everyone else was so ready for this next one. Y'all aren't even ready. <laughs> and I'm excited for the next one, but I was like, but it's our birthday. So. Yeah, it's a big one. So for me, when it comes time to plan the gatherings, it's more about showing that we're prepared for them For to me, yeah. that we have thought of his daughters, that we have thought of every single little detail of like, where do we need to put these tables? Is that the right color or is that too similar to what we did last time? And it's all those little things that we show them that their presence is important to us because mm-hmm. we know that this is the place where they can meet God and we want them to meet God. Mm-hmm. And or there are lots of ladies out there that are going to be as detail-oriented as us, and yeah. they notice them. Yeah. And then there are the ladies that aren't as detail-oriented, and they just come for the big picture, and they're always like, wow. Yeah. And so that's the heart behind why I do everything. For I she. have a question that kind of piggybacks on that. 
um, because you do the lights yes. during worship, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I felt horrible. Uh, not too long ago because you mentioned something you're like well nobody sees these and I'm like but why have I never seen it it's because my eyes are closed during worship but Uh, there is a personality that's just maybe they're new and they're mm -hmm. they're not comfortable to close their eyes and they are seeing this beautiful display of art during worship can you talk about why you do that absolutely so to me, that is an expression of my worship. Yeah. If you are especially raised in church, you kind of have boxed in view of worship is me with my eyes closed, with my hands raised or my hands down by my side, singing along to songs that the worship team is singing. But God has given us all so many talents in so many different areas that as long as you're using them for his glory and his good, that's worship. Mm. Yeah. And so for me, sitting at home, for a couple of hours listening to the worship set and going, what does this song make me feel? What's the color that this Mm. song makes me feel? Yeah. Okay. And then what visuals do I want to pair with that color with this song? What makes the story this song is telling more appealing to an eye? Mm -hmm. And because we do have a lot of people who are new that they're not necessarily going to be deep in worship. How am I going to uh, express this story to them? And so that's what a lot of that that's is. so beautiful. That is beautiful. Because like on the, you know, thinking through a natural worshiper is just going to worship and it's, they're good. They're going to take care of themselves. Right. But it is that person who needs to take it all in. And we're, I know from the worship side, it's very intentional making a journey from one song to the next. They connect well and they're telling a story or taking you somewhere And so when you can just, if you are the person who's just sitting there soaking it all in to Mm -hmm. see that story unfold through the lyrics combined with the lighting, the way it progresses. I mean, you do such a beautiful job of swelling the feeling Mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you portray those emotions through the way you move the lights and it is just a beautiful story told and it is worship. And I think the time I was the most successful at that was at Good Friday this past year. Mm when we did Don't Tread On Me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I boy. had Danielle yeah. and... Um, That's when it was. ...come yeah. into the sound booth with me. And Brittany, who also is on staff here and mm-hmm. on our worship team, I was like, come look at this, come look at this. Y'all never get to see this, especially Brittany, because she is on the worship yeah. team, her back's to it. And I was playing the song, and I walked through everything with them. And it it told the story of that song and oh, what God's journey is through that. And Brittany has told me on multiple occasions that that has permanently changed her view on what the production team does. She's always thanked us for it, always knew we had an important part, but because she has not gotten to experience it so deeply before, Mm -hmm. it never really registered for her that way. And to the point, at that Good Friday, her son was in awe, like jaw on the floor Mm -hmm. to it, on the ride home, told his dad, Dad, I want to do that. And he's now learning how to do that. I love it. Because when you see creativity in someone else, it sparks it. In your, you know, sometimes you don't know the passions that God's already placed inside you until something awakens it. I didn't know how to do lights until I came to church here. That's so cool. I had only been a traditional, like, I sang on worship team. I was in choir in high school. I did theater. So I was always on a stage or on a platform. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew I could run lyric slides on PowerPoint (laughs) at the church I grew up at. Um, And so when I started coming to Cultivate, it was like, and these are the two things I kind of know what to do. I'll go ahead and sign up for both of them. And for a long time, I was on worship team almost exclusively. Mm -hmm. I would jump in the booth every now and again. And now there are people that don't even know my worship team at this church. (laughs) The booth is just where my heart is. It's what God has grown in me through, um, 
Kevin Rowland, our TD, and Jen Lane, who's also one of our leaders on yeah. production team, they mm-hmm. shaped and molded me along with God and saw these gifts and fostered them. So good. And like, if you had talked to 2016 Becca, like, I'd, you're lying. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I love that. That's so good. I feel like this is a good time to just give a shout out to our production team all across the board because it is the unseen, the unseen, unrealized, and unthanked. Yeah, yeah, unthanked. Because if something goes wrong, then you're gonna whip your head around so damn fast. Everybody (laughs) turns and looks at the sound guy when the mic squeals. He knows. I promise that never happens at Cultivate. Never, never. Never. (laughs) Hey, so we're sitting at a table, and I know that it's really. If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, oh yeah, like I'm a creative. That's really nice because good for them mm-hmm. but for the person that's like me mm-hmm. that uh well I mean it's just not gonna be as natural <laughs> I'm not gonna like it's so unfortunate that's where I sit back and I'm in all of you because you guys create from an original but actually creativity comes from so many different sources yes. and it is a think outside the box but so like it could be you know obviously if you're if you're gifted with music or art or crafting or um, or something like outside, you know, that mm-hmm. just would normally fall into the, the creativity realm. But there's also the aspect that I get super excited about because it's like that art of carrying a good conversation is the art of creating a a place that has great hospitality or Mm -hmm. for that mindset of someone who has systems and structures that's Mm -hmm. really great so it's easy to think about like okay I can't pick up a pen or a pencil or or crayon or something and create something but there's so much to creativity Mm -hmm. that we all get to have our hands in oh it's true it's never just limited to scrapbooking Oh, or I, yeah. Pinterest worthy I mean, lunches. It could you be know creative I mean? down to you figure out how to finagle the family budget when money's tight. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is a form of creativity that isn't traditional and what most people think. Mm-hmm. But 1000%, you use all that brain power to go, okay, I have X amount of dollars left for this month and I've got three kids I need to send school lunches with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you figure out the math, you make it work. Yeah, and same in business. 10,000%. Yeah, systems and structures, anything that needs some kind of strategy yeah. when you're coming up with those. Like, it seems straight up business and ana- analytical, but you're thinking outside of the box of how yeah. to get people to work together and do something on the same page. Like, there are so many avenues of creativity that people do not let the labels sit on. Mm-hmm. And so you don't call them for what they are. Yeah. You're just entering into a different phase of creativity. Yeah. And I, I know that it would be super, like, I don't know, frustrating if it just doesn't come natural to you. Mm-hmm. But genuinely, when you see something and you can duplicate it, that's also, I'm not talking like forgery or anything like that. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, if that helps you get things going yeah. in that aspect of creativity, then start there. Don't think in that, because if you're living in that frustration of, I'm never going to be able to just start it out. Well, okay, give yourself some grace yeah, yeah, and figure out what that looks like in your life. Yeah, I feel like for one, if you'll embrace the label of someone who is creative, if you'll let that, so many people have imposter syndrome when it comes to that and be like, oh, I could never say I'm creative. I could never say that. But do, because we're made in the image of the ultimate creator. So you therefore are creative. Yeah. And so if you'll let that label rest on you, you'll realize how creative you really are on a day-to-day basis it may not look like me and becca's life right and that's fine but it may look like a million other things and when you realize how many things you create or ideas you come up with or strategies you figure out 
you'll start seeing more avenues to be creative when you let yourself have that label. You know, know I I saw this statistic from the New York Post and um, it was kind of like, okay, why does it matter if we're creative or not? You know, because if if you don't label yourself that. Mm -hmm. But listen to this, y'all. If we are doing any sort of arts and crafts that can give you seven, you are 73 percent less likely to develop mild cognitive impairment. Bring it. Are you kidding (laughs) me? All of a sudden I am labeled a creative. Yeah. So with that thought process, like, I'm curious, Becca, how do you stay or get inspired in your creativity? As far as like for my job, I pay attention to what trends are happening around me, whether it is in graphic design or just in the world and trying to figure out how to make that work for what my com- the company I work for does. And then when it comes to like things here at Cultivate, it's just a matter of having my heart open to what God wants to do because I can still be inspired by what's around me. Like I definitely, anytime I go to a concert or I go to another church's event where they have a production thing going, I pay attention to what they do. I have copied many a thing mm-hmm. and made it work for our system here at Cultivate. Yeah. And it has some of those things have just become like a standard and then that's a, a stepping stone to like okay i've done that what can i do next mm-hmm. and so that's another big thing is just always keeping your mind open mm-hmm. of like don't settle don't plateau you get to a place and it's always like a what's next what's next yeah that's good it's true in any avenue of life there's room for growth if you've got a business and you're a startup and i've got this little logo because it's what i could afford or figure out there's still room for rebranding there's still room for getting a better quality logo there's still room for getting a better color combination or you know what i mean like there's still always room to grow i mean i can't tell you the amount of screenshots that are in my photos because if i see a color combination i like i'm going to screenshot it i'm gonna be like i would have never put that together i sent you one just the other day and you're like i would have never booked that puke yellow with a neon yellow like ew i said this is is where i'm submitting my my like thought process to you because i trust your brain on that yeah yes pinterest is my friend yes because you know we're in alabama you're only going to see the same old-fashioned you're only going to see the same old colors, the same mm-hmm. old every. But like when you realize, oh, Asians are crazy world different out there. Mm. California, all this. You don't see what's happening in the world wherever you are. I'm picking yep. on Alabama, but you're somewhere wherever you are listening. Yeah. And it's the same. Yeah, because I mean, even if you are do live in New York, if you just stay in a New York City frame of mind. Mm-hmm. You're missing out on the entire rest of the planet. Yes. yes. That's so good. Nobody around you is dressing like that. Miami. <laughs> right. So it's cool to have, whether it's a Evernote or a whatever, it's like, hey, have a file that says cool people. Take pictures of people. Take pictures of things. Like I'm forever taking pictures of something weird that I'm like, oh, this is going to happen somewhere. I'm yeah. going to sneak that in somewhere. It's going to work somewhere. That's um, so cool because I've never even considered I do that in different aspects of mm-hmm. how I create. Mm-hmm. But I've never thought about it, obviously, in the vein of, you know, maybe in attire or in graphics or in, you know, who, mm-hmm. you name it, whatever. How do you come up with new ideas? That, that's a toughie. New ideas are the harder. I would say it's got to come out of a time of rest. This cannot be done in a pinch. Like, mm. I, 100%, you're not going to get new inspiration by continuing the grind like if we do it as a job Mm. i'm not gonna sit here and come up with something completely new because you're in a time crunch and you've got a to-do list and you're and not every single thing can be an original idea every single time yeah so uh we say it at work all the time 
don't reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we are making a template for something and we have a, a national furniture client that we work very closely with hand in hand. And so we make templates for their clients to just pick up. So it's basically like a retheme. We're like, don't reinvent the wheel. Just pick up the layout and swap out mm-hmm. whatever you designed for the headline mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And if I'm making live ads for clients, I'm not going to sit there and go, what is the most absolute creative thing I can yeah. do for this mom and pop pizza place? Because yeah. they're not going to want it. Yeah. And so that's, that's another thing. It's similar. Like You have to have moments of rest where you're not using your brain at 10,000% capacity. Mm-hmm. Well, because even with the she gatherings, I would say is where we get to be the more creative. And Mm -hmm. so this is what I would say for people who are wanting to spark up some creativity in their house or whether it's painting or writing or, you know, if you're wanting to take up a creative hobby or figure out how to spark those things, coming up with a concept, which then we're still going to, you know, take ideas from other people and form those. But when you come up with the concept of where you're wanting to go, it's for me, always going to come out of either time with the Lord or time outside. Mm-hmm. It's somehow coming from him. Because when you have a well to draw from, you know, and I know, oh, that's so churchy of you to say, but he is the <laughs> ultimate inspirer. Yeah. He is the ultimate. I'm glad that you said that because um, I can't remember where I've had this thought process at, but it's it's whenever I see someone in the world do it better than a believer Uh who is literally following after the creator himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we should be, the church should be getting it better. Should be on the forefront. That irks me to no end. Yeah. We should always, always be leading the way. And I mean, I know people could say a budget's the the problem or whatever is the problem, but mm -mm. that's part of being creative is Mm -hmm. using what you have. That's That's it. I've gotten a job before just based on the fact that I made really creative things with no money. Like, (laughs) Right. Look at our old campus. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. People oh, still met so the Lord. True. We still created fantastic environments for yes. people to meet the Lord. Uh-huh. And we were in a little butler building in the back mm-hmm. corner. It was a real sketch. Yes. Yeah. And now here we are in this beautiful building that God blessed us with, mm-hmm. with equipment that we could have only dreamed of mm-hmm. four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't ever look at where someone is or where something is. And not appreciate where it came from Mm -hmm. because there's just always room to grow. Well, and there's something to be said about that creative muscle Mm -hmm. just getting stronger. hundred percent. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just like, what do they say? It's it's something about 10,000 hours in one thing to become a master at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the same for that muscle process of it's just going to grow and it's just going to get stronger the more that you use it. And that is exactly the same thought process with creativity. 100%, which is why I would say, please, please, please don't discredit yourself Mm -hmm. when you're trying something new. Because we all failed at the new thing first. Um, But if you just keep going at it, and I know my son is the world's worst. If you don't succeed the first time, it's like, nope. But practice makes better. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say practice makes perfect because it doesn't. It's never perfect. Mm -mm. Never will be. Well, that's your story. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But yeah, the more you practice, the better you get. Yeah. And the more used to thinking you get. Right. Truthfully. We get so used to just going through rote things and, you know, completing tasks and moving in the same way every day that unless you force yourself to think... um, yeah. You just don't. You know what I love? This thought process of God created us in his image and he created the good of other people. 
Mm-hmm. It's possible that if it was just pure joy to create, but there's no need to add the aspect of our souls if so. So he created and made things beautiful for us, not only to enjoy, but to know the part of who he is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's it, it, and it's crazy because he never even had to, but he mm-hmm. created it for the good mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. Like just for us to enjoy, for us to be a part of. And it's just um, ultimately what's insane is that he created knowing what it was going to cost him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I feel like I know my seven-year-old asked the question all the time. And I feel like it's the most common question of kids, if not also adults, is like, but why? Why? Why did God create Satan if he knew it was going to happen? Why did he create any of us if he knew Jesus was going to mm-hmm. have to die? Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other than he wanted to share himself with yeah us like why jesus the holy spirit and god the father all were existing in perfect community that they didn't have to buck and they did anyways knowing the disruption knowing the pain and the hurt and all the things it was going to cost yeah and he still did it in that vein of thinking um something that really like i've been a believer since i was a child Mm -hmm. and there's still to this day like simple concepts that I've heard my whole life that are registering as an adult, especially as a creative person. Mm -hmm. And one of those is the Hillsong worship song. So will I there. It's a beautiful piece on its own, but there is a single line that shook me to my core and it's on a hill you created, you chose to suffer and die. Mm -hmm. And I'd never once thought of that in my life. Like I knew God created everything. I knew God sent like Jesus sent was sent to come die for our sins. I never thought about that hill where his cross was put in the ground and he died. Yeah. He created that. Knowing. I've literally sang that song and never picked that up. Moment of silence for that. Just chew on it for a minute. Just chew on it for a minute. For real. Because it's like the greatest incredible act of love. And I think that, you know, whenever you, whenever you're talking to your, you know, your son and it's like, but why, but why? And then you have this other side. It's like, but why? But why did he do that for us? Mm-hmm. And it kind of becomes, but why not? But why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's such a great... Creating, obviously, will never cost us as dearly as it cost him. Right. Yeah. But it does cost us something. Because whenever you create, whatever it is you're creating, you're taking something that's in the depths of you and putting it on it's display. It's a tiny little piece of your heart. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I always feel so bad when Jen will come or even um, just recently when we were going through some graphics for a t-shirt and I'm like, I know that I don't really have a leg to stand on, but I, I can tell you what I don't <laughs> love. <laughs> and and it's like a piece of your heart you have to shift and change. And yeah. mm-hmm. Gosh, I would hate that so much. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a mind shift. Yeah. But it's the it breaks my heart to see it cripple people creatively when they're starting. Yeah. Because when someone gives you feedback or doesn't like your first go at it. This is the same like when people are expressing themselves vocally, like if you're singing or something Mm -hmm. to receive feedback on Mm. your voice or your art or your thoughts that came out of your writing or it's hard not to take that as a criticism on you. Sure. To say you're not good enough. You're not. Your thoughts are bad. Your voice is bad. Your art is bad. And Mm -hmm. it's hard not to take it that way. But the truth, you know, it is going to cost us that uh, exposure. That vulnerability. Vulnerability. That. So, Becca, as someone who does create often, how do you handle the rejection of your creations? Uh, or if I'm saying, can we make this tweak? <laughs> uh, so, 
at the beginning when I was first learning how to do graphic design, that kind of stuff, it was hard Mm -hmm. because it's like we've said, it's a little piece of you. And like also when you're first starting, you think you know everything. (laughs) Oh, truth. And (laughs) so it knocks you down a couple pegs and that we all need. And so you get a little uh, huffy about it. And then the more it happens, the more like, yeah, you were right. Like when you make the changes that they suggested and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Like a, a funny example is we just moved my grandmother into a new assisted living facility and my dad and I were hanging all her oil paintings that she collects. Nice. And my dad and I picked where we wanted one to go because we didn't want her to knock it off the wall in the night in an accident. And she saw and goes, that is too high. This woman has dementia. And she saw that painting and was like, uh-uh. And we left it thinking she'll forget in five minutes. Every time she looked up and saw that painting, it no, it's too high. It needs to move. <laughs> and so begrudgingly, my dad moved it while she was out of the room. He steps back and goes, Well, dang, she was right. (laughs) And so it's you learn to accept that you're not going to be right all the time. Someone else's point of view might be better for that situation or just they don't know what's right. And you just have to accept it. I heard recently on a different podcast and this sentence has like shifted so much of how because it does come back to, you know, sometimes it's a pride issue. But saying, well, maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, like to relinquish that kind of control and vulnerability, mm-hmm. but and able to say that because if you're creating and you're in conversation with the Lord about your creations, then mm-hmm. there has to be this aspect of I'm still human. Right. Yeah. I feel like there's two different um, sides of the road, I guess you could say on it too, because one, if you're creating as a for a project. For a reason, probably understanding that it's not all up to you. I know for here at the church, we're trying to accomplish the vision of the pastors of Mm -hmm. the house. Like Mm -hmm. you've got somebody who has the ultimate vision, the ultimate say, I guess you could say, and it's got to line up with their heart. So we've got to be able to get out of ourselves and be like, okay, well, if it doesn't hit what you wanted, then it's my job to tweak it and to Mm -hmm. make it hit because your head is not my heart. So we're going to try to make these compromise and fit. Yeah. But then on the other side, if it's personal art, something you're doing for your family or yourself or as a release or as a hobby, you probably just need to go to very few people that you just trust anyways Mm. to ask their opinion because it's the same thing as being able to speak in your life, period. It's just finding the people that you're going to allow to have, hey, I think this person genuinely believes the best of me and they're going to tell me tweaks that would make it better, but not going to tear me down for no good reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good, especially whenever... You might be operating from a place of insecurity. Exactly. Of, um, you know, whatever it is, a picture that is taken or something that you're so passionate about, you know, whatever that is, that if you're operating in a place of insecurity, then it's going to be really difficult for you to see. And just going back to just the way the Lord did it, he created for the good of other people mm-hmm. as a service to other people for people to enjoy mm-hmm. and to see who he is in it. And so we pray for all of you listening, that he just awakens those gifts of creativity in each of you. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of our conversation today. We would love building our community and are so glad that you're a part of it. It would mean the world to us if you would text one friend right now about She Grows. No need to keep secrets. Share the love. And until next time, keep growing.